Welcome to Second Act Pit Pros. I'm your host, Erin, a certified functional aging specialist, and this is the podcast where I highlight the vibrant and active lives of health and fitness professionals over 50. This is the show for those who believe that age is just a number and that life's work is far from over when you hit the half century mark. I'll talk to inspiring individuals who have a passion for health and create a second act career in health and fitness. So whether you're approaching 50 or already well into your second act, join me as I explore the possibilities and opportunities in the health and fitness field. I'm speaking with Becky Harkema. Her business is called Fit for Life with Becky. She teaches group exercise classes and does personal training online. She's an ACE certified personal trainer and certified functional aging specialist. So I was introduced to you through PK Silver, where you had recently gone through the PK Silver coach training and attended one of my online classes. And I knew right away that you were someone that loves to learn new things and you are really devoted to the older adult population. Um, And I've since got to know you more because you're part of my mastermind group. And I learned that you actually changed jobs. So I wanted to talk to you and start with what you're doing now and what you were doing before you're doing what you're doing now. Oh, Oh, thanks, Erin. It's so nice to to visit with you. Um, So uh, actually, I, I received my degree in exercise science from Iowa State University so I was, I've always been involved in athletics and, and movement. Uh, um, and then after college, I really got uh, into the YMCA and uh, started uh, with the Y. And I had a career with the YMCA for 27 years. So I was a, an aquatics director, fit, fitness director, kind of crawled my way up the ladder to CEO and I was able to work in a, a variety of different facilities, and it was um, a, a great career. So I guess I kind of always been in the career, uh, in the excuse me, in the fitness world. Uh, and so when I left the YMCA and started my own business, it was a kind of a smooth transition for me, and it's been lots of fun. Okay. So when did you make that transition from CEO to what you're doing now? Uh, So it was uh, six years ago, actually. So, um, and, and the reason why, how that happened is um, my sister passed away uh, with cancer and it was kind of really sudden Mm -hmm. and it made me take a pause and say, you know, I need to enjoy life more. I need to see my nieces and nephews more and not be working all the time and be sitting at a desk and having a very stressful life. It just, it wasn't worth it to me. And so I just quit, quit and said, you know, what am I going to do? So I put on my backpack and I went hiking on the Appalachian Trail. I hiked the Wonderland Trail and um, part of the Pacific Crest Trail in the state of Washington. And that really helped me uh, um, enjoy life and say, you know, I just want to continue with that. So I, um, my brothers live in Iowa. So I uh, stayed, came back and I stayed in Iowa and really didn't know what I was going to do, but always enjoyed teaching classes. So uh, I was asked to teach some water aerobic classes and a senior fitness class at senior strength class at a local 
uh, facility. Um, and then lo and behold, COVID happened. And it, so uh, good or bad, that's when I st uh, started my online business after the encouragement of my nieces saying, hey, Becky, you should just keep teaching. And, and I was like, what's this all about? <laughs> And it was great fun to, to learn about Zoom, to discover, um, um, you know, the different behind the scenes of starting my own business and figuring out lighting and audio and what I'm going to do with all that, because that was all new to me. Um, but it's been been wonderful to to learn that. And I that's why it's been exciting for for my business. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you call your business? Oh, it's called Fit for Life with Becky. Okay. So, uh, um, and uh, what's been also nice about it. So when, when COVID happened, I thought I'd just, uh, you know, teach a few classes and mm -hmm. help people. So I contacted the, uh, there were six ladies in my strength, uh, senior strength class and started out with them. And I... I uh, have had really the same uh, schedule. I have nine classes a week. Uh, two of them are chair classes. I do three intermediate classes, three advanced, and then a core class, uh, all for folks 50 and above. Um, and, uh, and I really didn't think they would keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, starting out with five. And it's all been word of mouth. And I have... 60 uh, individuals now with me and four, four people who I do personal training with. Wow. So, but it's really a, 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 an online group exercise program, more or less. Okay. And then some of these folks wanted, they couldn't fit in my schedule. So they wanted to do personal training through Zoom. Okay. Okay. How did you start with the first five ladies? How did you get those first ladies? Oh, you know, very simply, I had their cell phone numbers, oh. texted them and said, hey, COVID's going on. You want to exercise with me? <laughs> but you were working with them before COVID, right? Yeah. So how did you find yeah. them before you brought them over oh. to online? Um, they were already in the uh, existing class. Oh, okay. that, that gym just needed an instructor. Okay. And that's how it happened. Okay. Okay. And so it's all been word of mouth that you're now at 16, you said? Yeah. All word of mouth. Yep. Now I do have a website. It's called uh, Fit for Life with Becky. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I've oh, actually, I've had like two people respond from that website. Yeah. So, yeah. so word of mouth has been uh, really good for me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So that's how you're, you know. Yeah. And I'd like to, you know, continue to grow and expand. So maybe if I was a little better at the social media stuff, that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that in our group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So describe like a typical work week for me, like how much time do you spend doing classes oh. versus admin versus personal training? Like how much time do you spend on your business? Well, you know, Aaron, uh, I knew you were going to ask me that. And I have to say, you know, it, it, uh, I don't look at this as work. I look at it as uh, my lifestyle. It's fun. I love doing it. I and so I never count the hours. Mm -hmm. And but if I were to count the hours, I'd have to say 
it's probably 30 to 40 hours a week because I, I, uh, watch a lot of, of, you know, I listen to podcasts. I watch a lot of webinars. I study, um, I, uh, develop my own workout plans according to how the clients are. Um, and, uh, and then I do, I did when I first started, I was like really old school and did like send an email for an invoice and they'd send me a check and it was like really time consuming. Mm -hmm. So now I'm automated. I've worked with my bank. I have an online payment process. Um, uh, you know, I, I do newsletters six times a year. And then I just, I send out emails to individual emails and checking in on folks if they're sick or, you know, had a situation happen with a family member or such. So it becomes very uh, connected. Mm -hmm. And um, so that people feel like we know each other and that we're a family. Yeah. I love that. I love one of the things that I actually was going to adopt from you that you said that you do in your classes. And I don't know why I didn't think of doing this is that you said you get on your classes 15 minutes before and you stay about 15 minutes after to mm-hmm. have that social time. And people know that you're going to be on there before class. Um, I thought that was, again, it was kind of like a well done. Like, why haven't I thought of doing that? Because I, yeah. I missed the in-person. I felt like um, that time that you connect with people before class and after class was a really important part of class that I felt was missing with zoom and building that into your class time was such a great idea. Uh, So I stole that idea from you. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So another thing I do is I keep track of folks birthdays. Mm. So I'll send them a birthday card and then on their birthday, if they come to class, like I had a gal today, we all sing happy birthday. So, yeah. So it's those ty- types of connections that I build in, you know, kind of like automatically into the program. So that because you want people to have fun mm-hmm. and feel connected and continue their movements, because once you stop, then the regression happens. Yes. And I found when they're, when they feel connected, it's exercise adherence. It's like built in exercise adherence because their friends are there. You're there. They're connected with other people. Um, Is there anything else you do to kind of help build those connections or that sense of community? Yeah. So in my, oh, so I'm lucky enough. I have, I think all my nieces and nephews are very talented and one of my nephews developed my website. So if you check it out, you can see how skilled he is. But um, uh, he also developed my logo and um, my um, information that I send out, you know, the, 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 the format of it. So I send out a newsletter, like I had mentioned, six times a year. In the newsletter, I highlight a participant. So that's always the highlight of the newsletter. And then I'll give announcements and such. But that's one of the things that people really liked is they don't realize what their classmate or class, you know, their friend, how what they've done in their past life. Uh, Because I have all my uh, folks are 60 and above. And my oldest uh, person I work with is 91. Wow. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah. So yeah. how do you just interview your students or how do you get to know their lives? Uh, so I send them questions similar to what you did with me. I send them questions and they answer it. Um, I put their picture on in the newsletter also. That's such a great idea. I love that idea. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges and opportunities you've seen with working on Zoom? Um. So um, as we talked in our master class, which has been really good, um, the just it's probably an internal struggle I have is with my pricing. I know I'm low and I need to uh, just, you know, I need to figure that out uh, for what I'm doing. And, you know, the the um, what I provide, it's it's pretty low. So. Um, so that I guess is my internal struggle. Uh, the, the things that I have, uh, um, I guess the benefits have been more outweighed than the struggles. Cause you know, it's, it's all about friendships and families and I can see, uh, people improving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, you know, the folks were starting out with three pound weights and that's fine, but, I would, you know, as we go through our movement patterns, I said, you know, if this is too easy, we got to start increasing your weights. So uh, folks now are doing a deadlift with 20 pounds. And I'm really pleased about that because I talked to them of, you know, think about what you're doing throughout your day. You're working in the garden and uh, lifting a bag of mulch. How much does that weigh? You know, we need to be preparing ourselves for that. You're going to the grocery store and you buy a gallon of milk. It weighs eight pounds. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start lifting those weights in class. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're carrying your purse on your your shoulder and that thing has everything in it. And it probably weighs 10 pounds. So we need to start lifting like that. So I think talking about that and their everyday movement patterns, then they realize, well, this three pound weights, doing a bicep curl with three pound weights isn't going to help me improve. Yep. So Yeah. 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 We, we talk a lot about in this industry, ADLs, activities of daily living, you know, that we want to yeah. have people keep those ADLs to stay independent, but I call ADLs also activities of daily lifting. Like you said, yeah. like we are lifting weights all day. They're just not shaped like dumbbells. So I love it when you can correct real world applications. Yeah. To that. Yeah. And, and some of the folks uh, uh, who are in walkers that I work with, I talk to them, you know, if they're in the, my chair class, I talk to them, like if you're using your walker, you can put weight if you have a little bag in your walker and push it. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help you lengthen your stride out so that you're not taking short steps. Because my ultimate uh, goal for everybody is for them not to fall. So yeah. what do we work on in our classes so that people don't fall and they're more aware of their balance? So I we we do a lot of that. And that's why Shout out to you and Sean with PK Silver, because that is such a great program. And um, I've been able to 
like I stole ideas from you guys and have implemented into my classes for the movement patterns. And it's been wonderful. Yeah. It, it's uh, people have really uh, uh, embraced that. And it's, it's been really fun. And then actually uh, June 10th, I'm going to offer a uh, little fun in-person get, get together at a local park. And we're going to do some, uh, some movement patterns on uh, picnic benches, step over cones. Love it. Uh, yeah. Even go down a slide if they want to. So, oh, so yeah. fun. I hope you video it. I hope you can visit video. It. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll send. Yeah, I sure will. Yeah, that would be great. Um, do you have any favorite success stories or stories you've heard from your clients that based on going to your classes that they are just become more strong, more resilient, reduce their falls? Oh, sure. Yeah. There, you know, I can talk about everybody, but, uh, just recent one, uh, is, uh, a gal who's 86 years old. Um, her name's Marjorie and she took my fall prevention class. So after I, uh, got certified as a PK silver instructor, I did a four week fall prevention program and, uh, she was in that and, you know, we practiced, uh, crawling down the wall, touching the floor. And after doing that class, she said, Becky, you know, I can get down on the floor. And she said, and I'm not afraid of it to do that anymore. And then from there, uh, she has moved into my intermediate class and she gets down on the floor when we are doing uh, core work in our chair. Oh, I love it's it. It's amazing. Yeah. So, it. you know, it's those things that are fun to see. Yeah. You expanded her world, right? The floor was not part of her world and now it's part of her world. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love stories like that. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go back a little bit. So you were a CEO and now you've gone back to, to doing fitness training. Is there anything that you've been able to adopt or kept as experience from your CEO life that you're pulling into your personal training and fitness instructor? Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. I think, you know, the administrative part had has been helpful and, uh, um, you know, running the business because I do my own invoicing, you know, it's kind of a I'm just on my own. Sometimes I feel like I'm a little on a sitting on an island. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that can be a little scary sometimes not, uh, you know, if you're not doing everything correctly. But I think from my past experience, I have been able to um, figure that the administrative part out and what's needed. Uh, also through uh, just through the YMCA, the scheduling and being able to have different levels of classes mm -hmm. and to uh, have that main focus, you know, that my, my, of my business model, my business model is uh, zoom fundamental uh, movement patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. If there's anybody that's thinking of going into fitness and they might want to become a fitness instructor or personal trainer, is there anything that you would recommend that they do as they're charting that course? You know, another shout, shout out to uh, the functional aging Institute that they, they do excellent work. 
um, I got my uh, functional aging uh, specialist certification through them. That was really beneficial. Um, I have my ACE uh, personal training certification. Um, that was, I think you, you, that that you have to study on your own and take the tests. So you have to be diligent about your how you are learning. Whereas the Functional Aging Institute, they'll do videos, and so you feel like you're you can see. Uh, what's going on, and then their their webinars that they do is is excellent. Yeah, they have a great repertoire of courses and, and yeah. webinars. Just so many great resources. Yeah. yeah. So, is there anything else that you use outside of Functional Aging Institute for your continuing education? Oh yes. Yeah. So, I other uh, folks I have watched webinars on is uh, exercise, etc. And they have, it's very, um, uh, very reasonable webinars and you can get uh, CEU credit. Um, and so that can help, that is, you know, keeps your personal, the ACE personal training certification uh, intact. Uh, um, I also got certified with uh, E5. That's uh, um uh, Amy is a great instructor and she does, uh, uh, instructing through zoom and it just had more movement patterns for that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that's been, been very, very, uh, helpful. Uh, also I, uh, have watched out another shout out is to, uh, the, uh, training the older adult it's TOA and they are, uh, really good to, uh, get additional information too. Yes. We were talking about that. Yeah. He has some great yeah. information on there. Um, so when you take in a new person, this is kind of for my own information too, because zoom kind of has some limitations. You're not able to meet with them in person and, and maybe see their movement patterns as you would if you were in person. So if somebody's coming to you and they're starting their classes, like what does that intake look like for you? Do you meet with them? Like, how do you get to know their issues before they start a class with I you? I, I don't meet with them, but I will send them information of the different levels. Now, so this might, my uh, business model might be a little different more so than for personal training because I look at it as a group exercise program that they're, uh, you know, doing on their own. So they'll sign a waiver and I have uh insurance that will cover that covers myself but they sometimes will not I won't be able to see them on this screen because they will have their video like maybe up to the ceiling so it's more it's more like a um, I want to say a YouTube video if mm -hmm. you have people watching and I'll develop the program. But it, as we, as I talk to them, if they're having issues, then I put, I develop, I move that into the workout for folks. So if they're, for instance, they're uh, having uh, trouble walking up uh, stairs, mm -hmm. difficulty. I know that one of the things is they need to work on their media glutes because that's a stabilization muscle to help them stand go walk upstairs. So we'll do exercises for that. And of course, our, our chair to stand uh, 
exercises or what you'd call a squat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you were talking about how wanting you wanted to serve more people, you wanted to grow your business, right? So I would love to know what is, do you have any other future plans for your business? Like where would you like to see yourself in the future with what you're doing? Um, uh, so I, I feel like I'm doing a good job of uh, working with the folks that I have. Like um, today, one of my classes, I had 13 people in a class. The other class, I had six. Well, I can still, I feel like I can add more folks because they're, they're really just, they're watching me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I'm taking the time to, uh, you know, contact them regularly. So I'd like to, it'd be increasing the number of per- participants each class. Um, I feel like I, I don't want to add more classes to my day. Cause I like my schedule just how it is. Yeah. 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 And, and the other thing when you're, you have your own business, mm-hmm. I also feel that, Hey, make it how it's best for you too. Mm-hmm. And you know, that it has to work for you because you have to enjoy it. And, yes. and people will know if you don't enjoy it. Yes. Yes. That's for sure. Um, so what do you love most about being in the fitness industry? Oh, you know, it helps people stay healthy, helps them, uh, feel good about themselves, being able to be with their grandkids, being able to travel, being able to move better and not hurt. That's what I like about it. That's what I love about this work. And it's, it's all about, one of my friends said, uh, motion is lotion. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's come up a few times on this podcast. It's a, it's a great term and it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you were doing fitness before you, you know, you worked into this leadership role and now you're back to fitness. So you kind of boomeranged back to it. Um, is there something about being in fitness in this season of life that maybe you appreciate differently than you did when you first started? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, if I just talk about, uh, uh, me personally Mm -hmm. is, uh, when I, um, was sitting at a desk too much, um, the, really the only thing I would do was run and I didn't strength train. And I feel now that, um, in, in, in incorporating strength training has given me much better overall health. I don't ache. I have better balance. Um, you know, you can do a plank. I mean, I have to say, you know, here I was in my forties and it was hard for me to do a 30 second plank, but I could go out and run a marathon. Mm-hmm. It was just nuts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I couldn't do a one legged 10 second balance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it, it's funny how that has, and I think just now it's just much better. And, you know, it's, you know, it's a whole lot less stress too. Yes. Yeah. You kind of prioritize things differently mm-hmm. I think as you get older. Yeah. Um, is there anything that training or advice knowledge that you wish you had before you got started in fitness? Oh, uh, hmm. 
Say that one right. more if time. If there's any additional training or knowledge, maybe advice that you wish somebody had given you before you got involved oh. into fitness that you kind of maybe yeah. learned the hard way. Yeah, I would say, um, and just because it helped me is to take a pause when when life becomes overwhelming. Take a pause because mm-hmm. yeah. you can do some reflection and and you got to do always do what's right for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how long was that pause for you when you were doing the hiking? How long did you take off from work? Oh, well, I, I, I had to minimize, minimize myself. Mm-hmm. So actually, oh, it was probably, and I'm giggling inside. It was like four years. Wow. Four years. Uh, so, but I didn't hike all that time. So I, I sold my house, sold my car. Uh, got rid of a lot of material things and lived very minimally and very within my means. And, uh, actually for my little income, I lifeguarded and did that. And so I could, you know, just figure out what I was going to do and, and then got into this. And I, to this day, I still live like that. I don't have a car. I, ride my bike everywhere I go. Um, don't want to have things because you know what my, one of these days I'm going back on that trail. So are you? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd love to. Oh yeah. I just, I just like teaching and, Mm -hmm. you know, helping people, but yeah, boy. Yeah. So I want to, you know, stay healthy so I can go back to hiking. It's just a wonderful Wonderful experience. Yeah. So what inspired you to do those hikes in particular? Because I think we were talking, it seems a little a la Cheryl Strayed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I just needed a break from everything. It was just, stuff was just overwhelming. And I wanted to challenge myself, you know, physically, actually, because, you know, you got to carry your own gear and live in a tent and figure out what you're going to eat. And, uh, you know, we, I've filtered water cause you don't have, no, nothing's running, you know, you're out yeah. in the woods. So it was just great. Wow. It's just best experience ever. Did you do it by yourself? I learned, yeah. I went by myself, which was a little unnerving at the beginning. Cause I remember my brother dropped me off at my first little adventure was to do the Wonderland Trail, which goes around uh, Mount Rainier. It's a beautiful hike. Uh, and he dropped me off and I started crying. And I, and then like that first night, it was so quiet and it's dark and, you know, all this stuff goes through your mind. Mm-hmm. And, but then you get, you adjust. Uh, but I still, I will never forget that feeling of being like, alone and you're like really alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how long were you um, on the trail for? For each of Oh, oh, uh, so the Wonderland Trail, I did that in a week. So it's not like real long time. And then the Pacific Crest Trail, you would hike for a week and then you'd get to a town. Mm-hmm. So and then you could refuel and shower. Okay. And how long were you on that trail? How long were you? Well, so 
Yeah, so that wasn't very long either. I did that for two and a half weeks. So it's not very, and then I'd take a break in between. Now I did meet people along the way, which was very interesting mm. to hear about their paths, but they were coming up from Mexico. Okay. So they had been on the trail for months. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I am so fascinated by people that do like those through hikes. I think it's so interesting. And I love Cheryl Strayed book wild. I love oh. that book. So good. Yeah. You know, you just learn a lot about yourself and your physical, you know, uh, ability mm-hmm. and, and challenges. And yeah, I remember one time, I was in the Appalachian Trail and, you know, and I did that in Maine and that's the hardest part of the trail. And it's a lot, it's a lot harder to follow. You really have to watch your navigation. Mm-hmm. And I, a couple times I got lost. So I had to backtrack. That was a little scary. And then another time is I had to climb up rebarb. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have, uh, and that, that was a, a really physical challenge. And then you, I kind of felt like I was uh, crashing, you know, uh, nutritional wise, because oh. it was so, so hard to climb up the rebar. Wow. And but, how long ago was it that you did this again? Oh, uh, let's say five years ago. Okay. I'm trying to think of the, yeah, five, five years ago, 2002, wow. 2000, mm-hmm. oh, 22. 20. That's, that was last year. No, that's Two, last year. Five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Help so me with my math. 2018-ish? Yeah. There there okay. Go. All right. All right. Yeah. It all clouds together. How do you think that changed you doing those hikes? Uh, um, it made it, uh, that's an interesting question. It made me uh, more confident of myself and that it's, that we talked about being alone that, Hey, you can, I can live on my own. I'm, mm-hmm. I can do that. I can be self-sufficient. Um, and it may help me, uh, just have an inner peace that, you know, whatever I'll do, it's, I'll be okay. And, and yeah. Mm, I love that. So do you know what your next hike you want it to be? Well, I'd like to do a through hike, actually. Okay. Yeah, to go. But, you know, I'm so connected to my class participants that, you know, I I don't, you know, that's the, and I don't want to miss class. You know, it's, I want to keep them moving. So, yeah. yeah. So every once in a while, I look at my backpack. <laughs> you don't have a trail in mind that you want to do? Not, no, not I yet. haven't. Okay. I, I, I actually do that, the, the Pacific Crest Trail that goes from Mexico to Canada. It's really easy to follow. Okay. And uh, uh, yeah, and that's that's nice. Now it'd be a little tricky, I think, going through the Sierras. Mm-hmm. They have some winter issues there with mm-hmm. snowfall, so sometimes people have to skip over that section. Yeah. Okay. So. Wow. Well, I hope you do it. I'm sure your past participants would would understand if you needed a little adventure away. And they would yeah. be right there waiting for you when you got back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is great, Becky. Is there anything else that you'd want to share for people that might be thinking about getting a second act career in fitness that we didn't already cover? 
um, that I just think it's, it's wonderful to be able to help people and, you know, and just continue to learn it. You'll have lots of, not only are you helping other people, but it's, uh, it, it's really good, for, I think, for myself and, and to keep moving. Yes. It's not a desk job. <laughs> it's not a desk job. Thank goodness. Yes. No more, no more desk jobs for me. No more desk jobs. Yes. <laughs> Actually, today in my class, both my classes, we talked about uh, forward head tilt and the importance of doing your exercises to help prevent that and proper posture. Mm -hmm. So I've been seeing a lot of people leaning forward. Darn. Yes. We got to correct the tech neck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to put a link to your website in the show description. Is there anywhere else people can find you? That's it. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Just want to make sure I will put a link to that. So people can check out the classes that you offer, check out your website that you said your nephew designed for you. My nephew. Yeah. That's amazing. It's a beautiful website. It's really, yeah, he's, he's really talented. Okay. Yeah. So I'll put a link to that. Um, and this has been so much fun, Becky. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for listening to Second Act Fit Pros. If you are in your second act and interested in pursuing a career in health and fitness, join the Second Act Fit Pros LinkedIn group. A link to the group is in the show description. You can also email me at secondactfitpros at gmail.com. I'd love to connect with you. If you are a health and fitness professional over 50, I'd love to hear from you as well. Email me at secondactfitpros at gmail.com. <laughs>